Hello and warm welcome to Micro Podcast OKR Show. My name is Madan Upadhyay and I am the host for OKR Show Series Two. Today the theme is OKR for Agile Teams. I am pleased to announce that today I have a special guest and he is Thomas Ribas. Thomas Ribas is the principal consultant with Thomas Ribas. Thomas is helping the leaders navigate complexity with the agility. So Thomas, welcome to Podcast Two. Hey mother I'm very happy to be here thanks for having me Great so before we start please introduce yourself to our audiences Yeah so uh you uh, now I work for uh, I work as an independent consultant here in Brazil uh but I came from the uh, IT industry I worked for many years as a software engineer and uh, but then in uh, some years ago I decided to uh, actually I I what happened is that I fell in love with management and leadership So I started my career uh, as as a coordinator, then manager, and then I worked for many years as agile coach, and then as a CTO for some startups. So uh, all these topics, uh, including agile management and agile leadership and OKRs, th- those are my my main topics. So what I do uh, uh, nowadays, I help companies to bring this agile philosophy into their workspace to help them. building more engaging engaging and more productive working environments and OKR is uh, the main service that i have in my portfolio uh, right now yeah this is exciting i think this is great thing you you are doing thomas so quick question i i saw and i experienced that you have a specialty in OKR outcome based thinking and the product management So, would you like to share the insight? I mean, especially what is this outcome-based thinking and the product management? What do you do? What's your insight? Oh, that's that's a great topic, Mada. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, working, yeah, working with some agile teams for many years. Uh, there's one special thing that I I notice. Uh, you know, uh, when you look at most agile teams. you see them doing a great job on efficiency like uh, most of uh, the good agile teams they bring a lot of the lean concepts yeah. like uh, eliminating waste and all that right but at the end of the day what you see many teams doing is celebrating their deliveries and that's nothing wrong with that it's great to celebrate deliveries but once you deliver something that that's just the beginning right So once you deliver some feature, some product to your customer or anything like that, it's just something that you deliver that you need to to come up with some benefits. So so when you talk about product management, what I mean by that is that if you want a, a tech company to be successful, if you want a, a a software team to be successful, we need to look at them beyond delivery teams. So we need to set uh, uh, to forget a little bit the the project concept like where people have uh, something to deliver and they do that and they need to start talking more about how these teams manage that product that the product has has a, a, a lifetime right it, uh, it is born it is developing the market it, it gets its market yep. fit and then it's very important to bring this product management concepts much more than project management concepts so and, and this discipline product management it has a lot of fit with okrs 
since the way I see OKRs is how can we get the most of this product? How can I bring the most benefits for the people who are using this product and for our business at, at the same time? So that's the way I see it. And that's what I mean when, when I say uh, product management. And when I bring this concept of outcome-based planning or outcome-based thinking, yeah. uh, what I mean is let's talk more about outcomes. This is an interesting word which represents real benefits that I want to bring and not only talk about deliveries or, or measuring, measuring efforts. Let's measure results and not only measure effort. That's what is behind yeah. this, this principle. Yeah, that's great. I mean, outcome versus the output. So a quick question here. So do you think, I mean, mostly, in fact, I have worked, worked part of Agile team, Agile delivery team, and we have a, we have a definition of done. So definition of done is essentially the moment you are done with the feature, you will get the credit for completing the specific feature. So are you saying that the, the team, when we start thinking about, uh, uh, you know, outcome driven approach, it means we need to change the definition of done checklist as well. Oh, that's a good topic, mother. Uh, and oh, I, yeah. think the definition, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think the definition of done is a great concept, which is brought by, by many uh, edge of experts. Uh, and I think the definition of done is more related to, to a, a, a small lot of work, a small working lot like a user story or, or a feature or things like that, right? But not necessarily delivering that definition of done, not, not necessarily it is linked to a, a product result. So I would not couple OKRs with that. What we usually suggest is that, okay, you can have your definition of dons for, for your deliveries, for your, for your uh, releases or whatever, but whenever you deliver that following or according to definition of done, once you do that, which benefits, which other, which results you want to have on the next couple of weeks or months, you know? So I think those two concepts, they, they connect somehow, but they're not, they're not the same. All right. Great. Great to know that your, your thought on this one. So uh, here's the question. I mean, and the curiosity uh, with the, with agile movement and most of the team. And when you go to agile coaches, they talk about agile transformation. It starts with the mindset change. So this mindset change, I mean, how OKR helps to change the mindset of the team or maybe the senior leadership. Oh, I love that question. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm a little bit provocative in this in this topic, you know. So, uh, Mada, I, I uh, probably you also hear that, right? Every time yeah. we talk with about management or agile, we hear the words mindset or culture and, and yeah. all that. Those those are very important words. I I agree, and I love to study uh, corporate culture and, and all that. However, I see many teams and including many executives bringing these words as an excuse not to solve their problems. So things like that, oh, we can't improve because our culture is X, Y, and Z. Oh, we can't improve because the guys up there don't have the mindset. And I, and I don't agree with that. In my opinion, one can just change a mindset or culture or whatever, uh, doing, doing something different 
So when, when you come up with OKRs, uh, one of the most important things in OKRs, there, there's no OKR process without, for example, the weekly check-in, right? So if I don't yeah. follow up, if I don't do the weekly check-in, nothing changes. So in my experience, once we help, when I help a company to, to adopt OKRs, and we start doing the check-ins. Many, many managers and executives they say, "Oh, now it's more, it's clear now where we are failing. Oh, it's clear now that we, we are not measuring anything. Let's let's start solving our problems." And by doing something different, by acting on the problem, then yep. as a consequence, then the mindset changes, or the behavior, or the culture changes. You know. So I think it's the other way around. Not starting by the mindset or by the culture, which is something abstract but starting to doing something different on a daily basis. Great. So, so are you saying, this is a great insight, uh, Thomas. So are you saying that uh, fail fast, learn fast, OKR actually accelerate the process of failing fast and learning fast and the experiment-based experiment -based culture? Oh, I love what, what you're bringing here because OKR is just about that, you know? So oh. why, why, why is OKR suggesting a, a shorter cycle, like quarterly, right? Three months or, or yeah. why, do we have a, why do we have a weekly check-ins? That's exactly what you said. So it, it's, it's very impressive when you help executives to, to set up their checking process because in a company, different levels of checking have to happen, right? Squad level, team level, uh, executive level and all that. And when you start doing that, it's very interesting. Every time I hear things like, oh, it's past two weeks and we already know what to fix. <laughs> you know, we don't need to, to wait until the end of the year. So this concept of fail fast and all that yeah. is very linked to the, to the OKR spirit. All right. Yeah, thanks. In fact, I'm learning too because it's all about learning from different experience. Uh, but my next question to you, and this is very similar to the previous question I asked. I mean, wherever you go to the agile coaching or the mostly the coaches, uh, they mostly work on making the team self-organizing. So this is one of the one of the prominent pillar of, you know, agile, the self-organizing team. So my mm -hmm. question to you, and, and, and moreover, this is your experience. How do you think OKR can help to foster the culture of self-organizing team in any organization? Yeah, great question, great question. Self-organizing teams, yeah, it's, it's a, one of the core pillars of, of agility, right? And there's no innovation without self-organization, and, and, and I, this is a true belief that, that, I, that I have. So uh, when I talk about OKRs, look, look how things match, right? So a good OKR is an OKR which does not list a lot of activities or projects. A good OKR is the one that somebody brings to the team a problem to, to be solved, an opportunity. I don't bring to the team, hey team, here's the project, write an, an OKR on that. That's, that's a wrong way of, of working with OKRs. The good way is, guys, our product have this problem, our customer has this problem, our business has this problem, how can we measure? What can we, which measurement can we improve? And as a consequence, let's let's write a good OKR on that. And once I focus on the problem, once I focus on the opportunity, then I open a space for the team to think about how they are going to solve their problems, which features, improvements, whatever they're going they're going to do. 
So once you build this environment, then you have some freedom for, for the team to really self-organize and think about the best measurements or, or the best key results to be, to be written or, or the best activities to, to be done. So it, it, uh, this is very important because it's very common, uh, Madame, and I think you, you observe yeah. this in the market as well, uh, companies bringing OKR to their, to their environment and they don't want to change anything else. And they think that bringing OKR is going to solve their, all their problems. Have you heard of something about that? Yeah, yeah. It's very common. So there's yeah. no OKR success if the leaders are not willing to change the way they work and to change the way they lead. I think this is very, very strong. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So from your experience, uh, Thomas, so uh, Agile transformation, Scrum is one of the most popular and the most adopted framework across the globe. And I believe, uh, I mean, when, when, when we cascade or, or when we start, uh, you know, adopting the OKR, I think the first place it will get injected and integrated, I believe, uh, with, with, uh, with Scrum rather than, ha rather than having the OKR adoption in silo. So from your experience i mean if really the scrum team need to adopt okr part of the rituals then how to get started how to embed okr principle uh, part of the scrum rituals yeah that's one of the most uh, uh, frequent questions that, that we see uh, around so if you look at the scrum team Right, and by the way, I believe that uh, by October 2020, they launched a, a, a new version of, of the Scrum Guide, right? And, and yeah, I, yeah, that's I, correct. I, I, I didn't read the whole the whole document, but I saw that they included a concept of product goal, which is very. In fact, they have included OKR as well. Yeah, they didn't. They don't mention OKR, but they mention a product goal, which yeah. is. At least it's, it's, it's a beginning towards a more uh, outcome-based thinking, as I said, right? Uh, and so Scrum team. So if you look at Scrum team, uh, what I suggest most Scrum teams to do when they, when they decide to, to work with OKRs is using one of their rituals and basically the review meeting to checkpoint their OKRs. So imagine I'm doing a review meeting with somebody, doesn't matter if it's your product owner, product manager, or customer, whatever, and you're looking at the results of, of your sprint, the benefits your sprint is, is, is bringing and all that. And that's a good moment to do a, a check-in on your OKRs. Check-in is a very short meeting. You don't need more than 20 minutes to do that. And we don't want Scrum teams to add new ceremonies on their work. They have enough, right? <laughs> There's enough ceremonies. That's correct. To yeah, to, to handle. So what a Scrum team can do is just take 20 minutes from their existing uh, rituals, and I suggest the review meeting, to open their OKR spreadsheet or tool, whatever, and track the numbers. There's nothing more important to a Scrum team to track the numbers because I, it's very common to see Scrum teams measuring things like story points or velocity, whatever. Yeah. And, and there's a joke that I do with, with Scrum teams. I, I, and also <laughs> people who are using Kanban, I, 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 I say, hey guys, 
you're missing a, a, a last column in your board. Yeah. You're missing the column. Uh, uh, is this bring some result or not? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So once, because once it's done, okay, let's take the next. But wait a minute, what you're doing, is it changing any needle? Is it moving any needle in our business or in our product? If it is not, our backlog is completely wrong. So yeah. let's not focus in having a very organized backlog. Okay, that's important. But someone has to look at, 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 the, at the numbers, at metrics. And when you talk about product, there's a bunch of things we can measure. You know, measurement is much about measuring. Sometimes we need to come up with new metrics that we don't have. And because most teams are used to measure what is easy to measure. And what is easy to measure, things like story points or... Oh, in the end of the day, uh, uh, numbers of number of users, you know, all those metrics which are very easy, but it's very important to think about what are we not measuring nowadays that we need to start doing. That's very yeah, important. yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, so a very very provocative question since you raised about story point velocity and burn down chart. So uh, these are the Measure matrices that Scrum team measure the team's performance with OKR adoption. And I know that in 2021, I think most of the team going to adopt OKR. So still, then do they need to measure the same way, or what's your experience? Do we need to change, uh, you know, measuring the way Scrum teams are measuring their performance? Well, uh, in this in this topic, Mada, well, I I came from the Kanban community as well. Uh, I know uh, all the work from from David Anderson yeah. and, and all his team. So, well, when you talk about software development, I'm a I'm a huge fan of flow metrics, things like throughput, lead times, you know, uh, measuring working pro uh, working progress and all that. I think it's much more efficient than. Story points. I, I, I can tell you, I used story points for many years when I was a Scrum yeah. Master. It's an interesting technique so you can understand the sizes and all that. However, uh, it, it's funny because if you ask Ron Jeffries, who is one of the guys that people believe he invented story points, right? There, there's a nice sentence, I think in his blog or Twitter or so, somewhere, he says something like, oh, uh, he says... People say that I invented story points. So if I did that, I'm sorry. <laughs> he says exactly that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Because, okay, it can be a tool to help some planning short term, right? But if you have obsession on, on story points, it means we are measuring just deliveries, effort. So when you look at OKRs, my suggestions, and perhaps this is a little provocative is forget about measuring story. Don't, don't, please don't add story points in your key results. I've seen yeah. key results like, oh, increase story points from X to Y in the next sprint. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my, yeah, people, if, when people do that, it's a, it's a sign of, uh, uh, it's a, it means people are looking with obsession to efficiency. And that's not what you want with OKR. So are you referring to the feature factory? People are just producing the feature. Nobody there to consume it. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's worse. It's even worse than that. Yeah. We, we talk about <laughs> feature factory. 
we talk about <laughs> yeah. feature factory and we are not even measuring our flow you know because yes. we are looking at story points and well story points there's a bunch of things which is hidden behind that delivering more points can be good or bad delivering less points can be good or bad it doesn't tell us much yeah so yeah that's so great I, in the market i see less and less teams using that technique so yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my last question, and and this is uh, maybe this maybe the advice to all the agile coaches or maybe the Scrum master, and 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 please share your experience. What is happening into Brazil or maybe very near to United States? So I can see a lot of training and certification programs going on for OKR master, maybe OKR champion, or maybe OKR ambassador. So so what do you think? I mean, organizations which are adopting OKR. Do you think we need to have a dedicated OKR coach, or the existing Scrum master or the agile coaches uh, can uh, reskill themselves and help the organization with the OKR adoption? Yeah, great question. Uh, all the implementations of OKR which have success, they have internal people to help that make it happen. So I, my recommendations to companies is, uh, okay, you need external help, bring some expert to, to help you on that. However, don't do that without having internal people. So uh, I, I've seen a lot of edu coaches to become great OKR practitioners, you know? Mm -hmm. I've seen great managers to become great. Uh, some, uh, I like to call OKR champions. An OKR champions is someone who their mission is to help the company to have success with OKR. They'll take care of the agenda. They'll take care of the internal trainings. They they should have a, a very close link with executives, you know. So, uh, and it's very important to have a group of, depending on the size of your organization, you can have a group of people, a group of OKR champions. It's important to have a mix of, of, of uh, uh, skills and, and roles, you know. I don't recommend have just agile coaches. You need to have some upper manager in the group, somebody who has influence with, with directors and all that. You know, it, it's a company sport. OKR is not a team sport. It's a, a business sport. It's a company sport. And there should be people in different levels to work with that. So it's very important to have these internal people because if you don't do that, you're going to do some training with some external uh, company. And after a couple of weeks, you know, the process will weaken, people will forget, people will not do it anymore, and, and you don't get the benefits. Right, great. So this is all nice conversation with you, Thomas. Uh, this is from my side. Uh, would you like to add anything to the our community or the audiences based on your experience? Oh, it was, uh, I had a great time here talking to you. This is a topic that, that I love and I, I think I know you also like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we, what you're seeing in the market, uh, a lot of companies are, are more aware of, of this topic. And, and I'm not talking just about OKRs itself, but I'm, I'm talking more about uh, let's forget a little bit our uh, industry mindset where we have a bunch of people programming <laughs> And, and that's it. I just need to, to measure efficiency. And let's focus more on, on effectiveness. Let's see. Let's check if what you're doing 
is really bringing the, the benefits that we want. So yeah, that's an overall uh, an overall thinking about this whole topic. All right. Great. So thanks a lot for your time. It's really a pleasure talking to you and, and we wish you all the best for all your future endeavors and success for your consulting company, Thomas, and hope to connect again with you. Thanks, Mother. It was a pleasure. So hope to see you again. Yeah, thank you. And thanks, audiences. Stay tuned. We are coming with a lot of other similar kind of podcasts with business leaders.